0: May mercy and grace and peace be yours from God, our Father, through his Son, his only Son, his crucified, his risen, his returning Son. Amen. This is the Story Bible that last fall we purchased. Many of your gifts made that possible. And we gave it to all of the families here at Crown of Life the children in Sunday school. And we gave it to all the families of our preschool and our Mother's Day out. Almost 130 families received this story Bible, which has 130 stories in it, but every story has at least one great big picture. Sometimes two, sometimes three. Because, as we all know, a picture is worth a thousand words. So I did a word count of my sermon yesterday, and that means I should show you one and two-thirds pictures this morning. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. Instead, my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will give us expectant hearts and attentive ears to ponder the Word of God on this sixth Sunday of the Easter season, a Word of God that is about pictures and promises of our redemption. people God dearly loves. The book of Revelation, and I've said this before, is filled with pictures, images, which the Apostle John sees in a vision. Images the Holy Spirit has him write down to encourage the early Christians who were fearful and uncertain in the face of certain persecution. Here are some of those images. Trumpets and lampstands, beasts and bowls, jewels and seals, thrones and horses, plagues and crowns, gates and foundations, a dragon, a serpent, and a lamb. But there are three pictures, special images that are before us today in this reading, our second reading this morning from Revelation 21. In verse 9, one of the angels says to John, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. I don't like to say this, but I will, and I think I need to. Brides and bridegrooms, wives and husbands are often dismissed in our culture. Marriage between one man and one woman is outdated. Because, you see, there are a number of other ways to express our identity and our sexuality. But that's not what Scripture says. Marriage is affirmed as God's idea, God's plan, God's gift. And the Bible even calls Jesus the bridegroom and the church, the redeemed people of God, are his bride the bride that he lays down his life to rescue and redeem. But John, who in seeing this vision, is told that there needs to be some movement. John writes that the angel carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. The second picture Brings the bride and the city together. Now, some of you know this that my dad and my mom were both raised on farms in Iowa, and that I spent many of my growing up years in the country, in Ontario, in Nebraska, and in Michigan. Uh, when my family lived in northeast, Michigan, northeast Nebraska in the 1960s, Omaha was the biggest city I had ever seen. Here's a contrast on Friday night, Connie flew away from Sao Paulo, Brazil, and a mere 26 and a half hours later was finally home. So can you name the five largest cities in the world? It's not a trivia contest, but here they are. Tokyo, 37.4 million. Delhi, 29.4 million. Shanghai at 26.3 million. Sao Paulo, at 21.8 million. Mexico City, a mere 21.6 million. But our text gives a different picture. For those who raised in the country, for those who have lived and experienced big cities, who live near and around this city, something is different about Jerusalem, this greater city, something distinctive, and it's not its size, its its splendor for it is holy it is holy because it is heaven sent it's not of earthly design or origin to say it simply and clearly it is a fitting home for the crucified and resurrected and ascended lord it is glorious it is radiant Every aspect of the new Jerusalem, the streets of gold, the gates of pearl, makes it the perfect dwelling place for Christ and for his made glorious, his made radiant bride. And this holy city, well, forget the census reports, it is the largest city ever for there is room for all believers in Christ. The third picture in today's text from Revelation 21 is something unseen. John writes, I saw no temple in the city. This is a strange vision. He sees something invisible. There is no temple in the holy city of the Holy Lamb. Now, that's odd, and that was especially strange to the Jewish ears 2,000 years ago. The temple in Jerusalem was key to them, but it was also strange to Roman ears, for pagans had their temples, multiple temples, to their multiple gods. Why is there no temple? Verse 22 answers that question for John and for his first readers And for us, I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. The temple, first the tabernacle, that portable worship tent, then the temple built by Solomon, was proof, it was sign that God was with his people. But now, in the great picture of the new creation, God's people are with him and it is always day. The sun and the moon are unnecessary, for the Lamb is its light, shining with mercy and grace. In him there is no darkness at all. The night and the day are both alike. The Lamb is the light of the city of God. Those are the three pictures of redemption. The bride, the city, and the no temple. But Revelation 21 and John 16, today's gospel, also have promises of salvation. The first promise is that only those who are clean will be the bride and enter the new and holy city of God, and worship the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb without the help of a temple. Clean. Not because we've cleaned ourselves up, but because of the second promise, which is that those redeemed in Christ and by Christ have their names written in the Lamb's book of life. It's a big book. It's a very big book. It's a ginormous book. It has to be to contain all the names from Adam and Eve to Stephen Edward, and next Sunday to Anna Joan, to list all the names of all the citizens of the New Jerusalem, to list your name, and to list my name. A question that may seem a little odd at this point, what kind of shape are you in? Are you ready to go for a pretty serious climb? The good news today is not that we have to go for a hike and head up a great high mountain, the mountain that is a promise of the new Jerusalem, but the good news is that Jesus has already climbed a great and high mountain. It was great with sin and guilt. It was piled high with condemnation and lostness. And Jesus climbed it with the cross beam laid across his bloodied back until he collapsed and a man from the crowd was recruited to bear that burden. This great and high mountain is called Golgotha, the place of the skull. This was where the sacrifice was made. And because of our Lord's once-for-all sin and once-for-all sinners' sacrifice, this became the place of forgiveness and the place of reconciliation. How fitting it is that the holy city, the new Jerusalem, is built on this mountain by which we are declared holy, made clean, made the new creation of God. But there are more promises, and those promises are echoed to us from Lydia, because we are Lydia's. Our hearts have been opened, her heart was opened in Philippi, to hear the word of God, the saving message, to be a believer and that, gives her, that gave her and gives us joy and peace. Paul and his companions stayed with Lydia, that seller of purple cloth, but Christ lodges with us here. He stays with us. He shares his gifts with us. He teaches us. He forgives us. He washes us. He feeds us. He clothes us with something better and cleaner than Lydia's purple cloth. He gives us his righteousness to wear. And he gives us, as he told the disciples in the upper room in John 16, he gives us joy that is full, joy that will never end, joy that is certain and strong, no matter the brokenness around us, no no matter the brokenness, which we hold and hide within us. And our Lord gives peace. There is tribulation, Jesus says, to those who will follow him in faith, but there is no lasting tribulation because of the peace of Christ, peace that the world does not know and cannot give, peace which you and I share. We share this joy and this peace Until that day when pictures become reality, when all promises are fulfilled, and we dwell for eternal days in the holy city as the bride of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.